What is up, guys? Welcome back to a new podcast episode. Um, this is long awaited. We have the one and only Daniel Escobar yes. <laughs> on the podcast. Yes, in the <laughs> um, house. I always tell people whenever I like introduce you to people or talk to people about you, I always say that you have a capacity like I like no one else that I know just for like leadership and people and business and ministry. And I think a lot of people don't know your story and don't know how you came about. Well, first of all, to live in the United States because um, yeah. you're not from here mm-hmm. and just to be the person that you are today. And it's funny because you didn't you tell me the other day we we went out to dinner and he was like, I feel like sometimes like people don't really know how to. What did you say? How to read me. Yeah. People don't know how to read you because it's like it's obvious that you're not from here. You have a little bit of an accent, but you carry yourself with such confidence like you were, you know, like you belong here, like you've been here all your life. And that's something that I really, really uh, admire about you. So anyways, uh, I thought that I would just ask you some questions and just kind of have a a conversation about things. Yeah. Um, so first of all, brief rundown of like who you are, where you came from, um, and a little bit of just your upbringing and things like that. Well, first of all, I'm very excited to be here with you and your podcast. Finally, you know, it's been a long time since I've me and, uh, and your mom, we were talking about this and this is awesome. This is an honor for me. Uh, and, um, yeah. So my name is Daniel Escobar. And I'm from Baja, Mexico, Mexicali. I moved to the States in 2002. I met your mom uh, in 97. 97. In Mexico. Yes, 97. (laughs) Yeah, you got the tattoo. And uh, yeah, so, you know, it's kind of like the love story that hopefully one day somebody's going to write a book or Mm. even a movie. But we just, you Mm, know, date long distance. And it was hard, but it was awesome at the same time. And, yeah. um, yeah, so I grew up, I grew up in Mexico. I went, you know, I grew up there, went to school there, went to college there, you know, got my business degree, play, um, you played but, college ball, right? Um, yeah, just got caught and went to play college and gave me a scholarship to play basketball. Um, and, um, yeah, it was, it was, that was my life, that and music. So I was always in my local church guy, I grew up in the church. And, um, yeah, so I just, you know, always being in music and also just playing ball, you know, yeah. growing up. Yeah. So not being from the States, I'm sure since you were little, you never imagined yourself falling in love with an American girl or never Nagringa. thought about it. Yes. And, and not just that, but like actually coming to live in the States, um, how did you navigate being a foreigner? And like, I know that we have a ton of stories that mom will tell about you, like, yeah. <laughs> like getting in, like you know, meeting her friends and everything and how that was, you knew no English, like nothing. Mm -hmm. You would never. So the first time you came to Virginia, which where my mom is from, you, what, were engaged or you came to visit her before? Yeah. Yeah. I came, I came and visit, visit your mom and, uh, in 98, that was the first time and we were dating. Okay. Yeah. We're dating. That was my first time in the state, in, in Virginia. I mean, I grew up in the border, so I grew up going to California and Arizona and all that, but First time in Virginia. So how did you, like, walk us through a little bit of some of the challenge, again, being a foreigner and having to kind of allow her world to become your world? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it was a lot. It was a lot. But I would just go back a little bit about something that I think for people that are listening, it might help. When I, when I, um, when I decided to move, we got married in 2000. And we got married and we moved back to 
we went back to Mexico. Her, she moved back to Mexico. I was, I was there. Finished college. And then after I finished college, uh, your mom came to me and is like, I feel we need to go to Virginia. And in the beginning, I was like, you're crazy. I mean, here's, we're on the border, <laughs> just got married, you know, making dollars and spending pesos. That was the deal, you know. And right. So it was great. It was, it was good. I was going to get my MBA and playing more basketball, all that stuff. But I remember God really spoke to me uh, uh, one day. She told me that, and I told her just just, just pray about it. But uh, it's like doesn't make any sense. But anyways, and after a few months, I remember you know she was praying about it, and I was also really kind of I said, God, just show me if this is something that you want us to do, because in on paper it didn't make any sense. I know a lot of people come to the states to you know, for work and the American dream and all that kind of stuff. But it's also a lot of dreams, and yeah. also I was well, we were sad, uh, and we had a very good community when we were, you know, and also some good Mexican food, you know, can beat of that. Of course, of course. So, anyways, <laughs> but I remember God spoke to me one day after worship practice. He's like, you know, it's time to go, mm. and I knew that was it. It mm. was, it was like I knew Jesus came to me, you know, and and I got home that night, and I told your mom, it's like, let's go, yeah, let's go. It was very hard. I mm-hmm. uh, left my family. Um, you know, I have 30 plus cousins. I'm the oldest. Uh, Christmas parties and all birthday parties every other weekend. It was a lot of people. It was, it was, it was honestly, it was, it was fun. And, uh, but anyway, so when I move, going back to your question, I move. Uh, after two or three months, we were driving a U-Haul truck from California to, to Virginia. Yeah. And I knew that. Well, I didn't know a lot, but I knew that that was going to start from scratch. I mm-hmm. was going to start. You know, it was going to be a process mm-hmm. and I didn't know all the culture. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, yeah, so I was like, God, I know you're going to, you're going to, we're just going to do what we need to do. Yeah. I have no clue what we did. I just didn't have any plans. Yeah. I didn't have any job. Yeah. Um, just, just, uh, your mom and four puppies and mm-hmm. that's it. That's how we move. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So being that going back again to your question is, I know I have a lot of challenges, but, but really, I believe that God really kind of preset everything and mm-hmm. my heart first of all like you know what it's gonna be okay yeah. and when he told me it's time to go let's go i think really kind of helped me in those hard times and we can talk about a couple examples like i knew that this is this is god's plan yeah and that really kind of helped me to just to overcome a lot of stuff right i think that's been a common thing not just when y'all were married when i wasn't even here but in our life now, like we have moved so many times yeah. and a lot, like it's the same conversation every time on paper. It doesn't make sense. That's like right. how many times we've moved, yeah. um, the different countries we've lived in, but like it's, you know, it, it, going back to what you said, like it's what sustains you and it's the why behind what you, why you do that. How did you going off of the question that I asked before, how did you allow that through the challenges? And you can even talk about some examples of things that you faced. How did you stay focused and like stay like, like, okay, this is hard. I'm not from here. I don't know English. I honestly, yeah. how did I even get here? But like staying focused and, and trusting that like, okay, this is this is what I was called to and this I have a reason to be here. Yeah, know? yeah, that's a good question. Sometimes it really, and I don't want to sound very spiritual because sometimes I am, sometimes I'm not. But, uh, <laughs> but it was when you are in God's will, is you rest and sometimes what you see with your eyes and your feelings sometimes is like you have to you have to see beyond that and ask yeah, god good. you know really help me to probably i don't understand what is happening right now 
but I know this is something else. And that's, you know, faith and really kind of trusting God. So I remember, I remember really, you know, I didn't know English, hanging out with friends when you don't understand anything. Everybody mm -hmm. laughing, you're just like, you know, the outsider. Yeah. But yeah. I think one of the, one of the things that happened is I just, uh, your mom, you know, your mom's friend, friends, and uh, it was a good community. They really embraced me. They really kind of uh, really went, you know, even beyond and really trying to just kind of, you know, make, make me part of it. Yeah. But, and that really helped me. It was a healthy place. Mm -hmm. Now looking back, we still have those friends and we still talk to them and we yeah. have a lot of stories, you know, like sometimes I, you know, walk to the house cussing around and I didn't know what it was. And, you know, you cussing. yeah, cussing <laughs> and you're like, what? Don't say that. And like, what? So, you know, so yeah. And my friends, you know, they laugh at the same time. It was, it was, it was part of, this is, was part of that adjustment. Yeah. And and sometimes again it was hard, but one of the things that really helped me, I think, my personality. I was like, yeah. okay, God, you know, you, you know, it's, it's, it is what it is, and we're just gonna keep push, you know, pushing forward, and and that really helped me to kind of start advancing, and of course, put a lot of effort to learn English. Uh, the job that I have never that was hard. Yeah. Yeah. I went to business school and I know I got some good job opportunities and here I came start working in a warehouse too. Yeah. Uh, and it was like, but I knew God, this is a process yeah. and it's hard because sometimes we don't like the process. Mm -hmm. right. We just like right. the microwave results. And yeah. I think the process is, is something that we have to learn how to embrace. Yeah. And I'm thankful for that. Yeah. That's really good. Looking back, even just how I've just seen you go through every, like move and every change that we've had especially as a family and I can imagine it was like this when I wasn't around like I said um but it's almost like you you're very good at planting yourself wherever you're at and and every time we've been in a different country or, or moved you've always had this way of like making that place your own and just kind of mm -hmm. owning it and that's not something that comes like natural to a lot of people how do you walk in confidence knowing the reason why you're you're doing what you're doing whether it's moving whether it's starting a new business whether it's pursuing a ministry dream leading people whatever it is yeah. how do you walk in confidence not you know how sometimes it's like you know pe people see people and they're just like oh they're they're doing too much or they're trying too much you have you walk with such grace but confidence mm -hmm. and it's something that i think a lot of people really don't understand or, or don't have that gift because i really truly think it's a gift how do you how do you do that especially you know you had certain setbacks and challenges coming to the States, not being from here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Great question. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So a couple of things, a couple of things, but, um, one, I remember, I remember my dad and now a few weeks ago I went to Israel with him and I thank, thank, I told dad, thank you because that's probably one of the best advice I ever received in my life. He told from him. me from him, he told me, um, the day before, I was gonna marry your mom, and also um, came here. Uh, I was gonna come here. I'm sorry. He just. I remember, you know, see, you know, we sit down on his on his bed, and he just told me, "Hey, mijo," and that's how we say, "Mijo, just be you, wherever you go." And that was very, very powerful. That was like, I mean, it's like very simple. That's all he told me. He was just that simple, and I really believe it. I really took it, uh, and. That's one of the things that looking back, I know we'll probably talk about a little bit of business, what I got going on, but, you know, I never thought, I mean, I, I didn't speak the language, but I was, I think I was just like 
learning and then I got translators and then uh, I was just come you know I was gonna make my point across yeah but I yeah. never all my employees all the people that I work with they're all you know from here Americans and but I'm never really kind of felt like you know I'm from the outsider in the beginning when I don't I didn't understand yeah for first month or first year but not like uh it was because I just didn't understand language but I think I was just me and that's something that I've learned through the years business I mean just being me uh, I'm not gonna say if you like it or not. No, I mean I think I'm a nice, I'm a nice guy, but uh, <laughs> I think, <laughs> but you know, but it just I think that really really helped me. Even uh, you and, and and your mom and and people that I lead and the stuff. I'm a, I'm an open book. Yeah. And that's yeah. something that I don't I, I honestly I don't have nothing to hide. It's just and that's really something that. It's not. It's hard to do sometimes because uh, it's just it's just you're vulnerable with people. But that if you have the confidence, that's really gonna take you to next level, and just your influence as leaders is gonna go more and beyond. So that's one thing. I think being you is very vital and help me to just navigate where I'm at. And another thing is um, just being in, the, in, the, in God's will. Yeah. I mean, it's God's grace, and sometimes it's okay not to know it and just be mm-hmm. real. And I think that's something that. It really kind of helped me to navigate different scenarios when we move to different countries and, and all that stuff. Yeah. Did you always have these? Because I know you thought that you were going to go pro when it came to basketball and that was like your life. Yeah. Yeah. So did you always have these dreams to like start businesses and and even ministries? And you can kind of explain. I know at the beginning we haven't explained yet what, what it is you do really. Okay. Um, so, yeah, you can kind of go into that a little. Yeah, well, you know, we were pastors for a decade, um, and then uh, we planned a couple churches. Uh, we planned one church through ARC. I know you are in Highlands, and uh, we know a lot of people in ARC, and mm-hmm. that was a very good experience. And then I, um, I always, I always, uh, it was very interesting. That this probably can help some people uh, because you need to know, of course, your calling. And it's very easy sometimes to go to the train, uh, the train, or uh, this is how everybody's doing. Let me go there. Being in ministry, I was, you know, again planned the first church. I was pastor, you know, for around close to seven years, and then we moved to Washington D.C. to plan another church. Uh, and the 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 route it was gonna be okay, full time ministry, right? And I always was working. When we were in the first church, you were little, and I was I got my full time job, and then I was just pastor in a church, um, and I never even thought about really kind of and looking to do, be a full time ministry uh, pastor, and then moved to Washington D.C. and we just uh, did the same thing, but I always kept my work my job, and uh, I started a business in two thousand eight, so when we were uh, pastoring, and then uh, yeah, so. One time, I remember talking to people and other pastors and pastors' friends. Said, yeah, we're praying for you. God is going to open the door for you to be full-time. And I was like, well, okay, yeah. I think, it's, I think, yeah. So I got to the point when I remember talking to your mom. You know, I was not confused, but I was really kind of seeking, God, what is, what, is, what is that? Should I just go there and leave everything here, like the business and the opportunities that I have? You're saying considering being full-time That's Yeah, full-time, full-time pastor or just really kind of go into business also, do both. What, what's going on? Because all my, my, my tribe in that end, when I was in D.C., there were a lot of pastors and they really wanted to just get full-time, full-time ministry. But I was just something inside of me is like, 
I just didn't feel it. Yeah. I just didn't feel it. And then I was like, I'm glad. That's one of the, probably the best decisions I ever made. Like, I just didn't do it. And I had people that I could, they were going to sponsor me. And they were, I was, you know, getting the funds and everything. I didn't do it. I always kept my business. When God called us to do, um, and we're going to talk about business in a minute, but when I, God called us to do, to start, well, that's one of the things that we're doing right now, and that's going to be our ministry, is La Red Network. It's a church planting network in America. That's what we do right now. We left the church in D.C., passed the baton to one of my leaders, and we start this network. Mm-hmm. It's like ARC or a NAM, but in, Sp- yeah. in Spanish and mm-hmm. across Latin America. Yeah. Right now we're in six countries. You know, more than 25, 30 churches now plug in. And uh, it's, God is doing amazing. We just started that a few years ago. But I'm not, I'm full-time. I feel like I'm, now I'm, I'm full-time ministry. Mm-hmm. But I don't make money off of it. Mm-hmm. You know? And that's a different, like, what? That, yeah, I mean, I think God gave us the gift. And I, I'm an entrepreneur. You know, I have different businesses. And now, because that, it's a lot financing a lot of the stuff that we're doing. And yeah. I'm, not, I'm not depending on offerings. Yeah, we're going to start the fundraising. We'll do a nonprofit, whatever you need to do. But we're just moving, we're just moving forward. We yeah. just have a vision. We're just going to go. And uh, now where we at, that was a decision that I pray about it. God, what should, what should we do? And I'm yeah. glad I didn't. Because yeah. now it wasn't hard starting the business. If some people want to start a business and be in the ministry, this yeah. is not for everybody. Yeah. But it's for a lot of people too, right? And I and I think the next generation right now of leaders and young and young and young kids coming out, you know, you just need to be careful about and, and really seek God and see what is how does it look like. Not because this is the way. And also, I'm here in the states half of my life. I know the American bubble, how it works and all that stuff. But it's just more when you travel and see what God is doing in Argentina, in Colombia, in yeah. South Africa, and. Uh, your mind expands and it's just more than just this this is the way to the church it's just more than that totally and i think so i'm glad ne- you stayed business and ministry yeah 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 right. totally yeah we, we did it like that and uh one of the best decisions for me so going off of that um how do you how do you handle that and juggle those things because the way that i see it is you like you said it's like your full-time like ministry, but you're also full-time business. Yeah. Um, and you do both so well, like a hundred percent in one. And uh, no, <laughs> you really do. And and on top of that, which we can talk about this later. Again, you have just this great capacity, not just for leadership, but it's like time doesn't exist for you, and you're able to like handle all these businesses, but at the same time, you're able to lead the people um, and ministry so well, and equip these pastors and travel and all those things. How do you? How do you do that? And not and avoid burnout and have time for your family and truly like do every like put your best foot forward in everything that you do. Yeah. Well, um, I don't think I, I mean, I feel sometimes that I come short in a lot of things because I need more time. <laughs> I'm an entrepreneur, you know, I'm an Enneagram three. So you guys, if you guys, you guys know a little bit about that. If not, we're going to read. But I'm, <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know. I think it's a gift. I just try to, one of the things that I do is just really organize. And that's something that didn't come natural. But coming to the culture, this is probably thing good here. Coming to the culture here, your mom, you know, type one, very organized, the opposite of me. That's why we're, we are a good team. That's why we play in a couple of churches together. And that wasn't me. It was just together. 
Yeah. Uh, everything that we do in the ministry, we're just doing it together. It's mm-hmm. just not me and it's not. So Latinos, we got a lot of passion, but a lack of structure. And he, the structure together is very powerful. Wow, that's good. So I know how to get, in t- get there on time. Yeah. You know, but at the same time, I know how to be flexible. Right. You know, so yeah. I think that's something how I navigate a lot of things. I mean, going back to the basics, and for a lot of people, it's going to be normal, but just go and get your schedule. Very, very, very important, you know, very disciplined with how you're going to spend your time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's how i able to do a little bit of different things. You know, right now with the ministry, we, you know, it's in Latin America, so we just go uh, to a couple conferences that we have going on, roundtables in Latin America. And, just, you know, just been, you just got to be very intentional to how you spend your time. Who do you spend your time with? Yeah. And how are you spend your time growing as a leader and mm. all that stuff. I think that's that's a word that I that I that I value a lot in my life. Uh, mm. and also with you and with the boys right now with my family, you know, I'm not perfect, but I definitely try to spend time. Yesterday we play play basketball with the boys, you know. Do I have stuff to do? Oh yes. I mean business and all that is gonna be the ministry is always gonna be there. But I think when you you just need to organize yourself. Yeah. And business-wise, I have different businesses, and it's, it's crazy, but it's, mm-hmm. it's good. And you're always starting, like every day you're starting a new one, right? <laughs> it seems like. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I think, I think, um, yeah, we just started actually one last week. But, you know, I think what happened is, and this is how I see it. I know it's crazy. I know. I know I know it's different. I know, like I, you told me in the beginning, yeah, people sometimes they don't know how to read me, and I get it, because <laughs> I, I know I get it. Uh-huh. Uh, sometimes even myself, like, what the heck, you know, but... <laughs> But I think uh, when, when we were pastoring for 10 years, this is how I see it. Mm-hmm. And God is going to come. God is going to show up. If you're, if you're going through uh, situations, and I don't want to sound like I'm not going to preach right now, but I believe that God is just real. Uh, mm-hmm. I like doing business with God. You know, I really just, <laughs> yeah. oh, man, I'm, I'm there. I'm, I'm, I like it. You know, it's like yeah. because yeah. he's really. When yeah. I was pastoring for 10 years, I had the business, and it wasn't easy. Mm-hmm. If yeah, if I look look back honestly, I don't know how we did it. Mm-hmm. I, we were crazy. I was mm-hmm. like, man, you know, yeah, full time, six a.m., six to six, full time job, mm-hmm. small group, eight, couple times a week, Sunday all day. I was playing the worship team, you know, little little guitar here and there, yeah, and then I start, you know, in the English speaking service, and then I, you know, go to the Spanish speaking service at one thirty Sunday get home 4 to 5 p.m., and then go to work next day I'm 6. Yeah. Seven years. Uh-huh. I didn't make any money of the church. They just paid me like $100 a week, a month, or $200. I mean, something like, but I wasn't doing it for it. Right. So we sold a lot. Mm-hmm. If I look back, like, that was crazy, man. I don't know. We sold a lot. You sold a lot. I sold a lot, yeah. yes. But now I see it. Now yeah. people, when I came back from Argentina, right before covid just people start reaching out to me and hey, yeah. business wise, and I was like, you know, COVID it was awesome for for us and as a family, and the business explode. And uh, I was like coming, you know, business opportunities coming from here, from there, and then at some, you know, the ministry, and it just start. That's how I see it. It just got to come on his perfect timing, and yeah. everything that we went through, and I don't have any drama thing, but it, we were tight, you know, we were not like you know we were kind of tied financially too, you know, but we were pastors and also got the business, but, you know, kind of navigating those. But now I see, man, you know, it's just, 
sometimes I gotta say no. I just cannot keep up with a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So you know, hiring people, I have different businesses, different partners. Talked to one this morning, and I was just you know, I'm pass- I, I think like I'm pastoring also other people in the business world because talked to one of my partners this morning for a logistics business that I have and prayed with him, and it was just it was just great conversation and. I don't know. It's very unique. But now I see, I don't know how I'm doing it. It's just really God's timing, putting the people around you. Some of these guys, they weren't part of my leadership team before, part of the church, and I helped them to grow. They're making very good living. And I'm just being me. I'm just being, just giving resources to them to bless them. And they just can just go and do other stuff. Cutting checks, you know, with my team every weekend. And I'm, it's, it's, it's great. I mean, um, when you help others and God is always going to show up and he bless you too. Yeah, I I love that. And going back to what you said, even at the beginning, like what has sustained you through every change in your life and every moment of your life is like remaining in the will of God and allowing that to be the thing that sustains you. Yeah. Um, And it's such it's a total different ball game when, you know, you're you're moving for for something like there's a why behind we moved to argentina and mexico because of the mission yes knowing Mm -hmm. full well all the Mm -hmm. sacrifices that you would have to all the things (laughs) you would like not just financially but business wise like you said a lot of things you had to say no to i know that you have tons of (laughs) stories remember remember when we slept you know sleep on the roof (laughs) remember in argentina nobody knows that yeah and we just didn't didn't have power Right, yeah. yeah, it was and normal. Yeah, it was, yeah. that janky was, house was, we lived in. Yeah. It was hard. I remember, like, <laughs> what? Yeah, but no, but again, it's like, it's it's not just a matter of like, okay, you know, I'm gonna make these sacrifices because I know I need to, or it's like the Lord truly does, like you said, show up in every single detail. Yes. You're not just seeing financial blessing in your businesses from all the sacrifice that you've made in the past several years, but you're also like, just the fact that, like you said before, that you, you're able to see the world in a total new way because of the experiences that you've had. And not just that, but you're able to see people in a different way. Um, because, you know, you've obviously, us as a family as well, we've we've lived, we just have more of like a global mindset and i i made a podcast or i recorded a podcast on this before okay but it's just different when you yeah. when you experience things like that despite knowing like all right i mean i'm sure you knew when we moved to argentina you're like dang i know i'm, I'm about to take a big hit financially in my business as a family emotionally we're gonna take a big in every area of our life but yeah. like all that to say that it's so different when you have something sustaining you so much bigger than man it's gonna you know it's gonna add five more years until we see the financial mm-hmm. outcome or whatever um, how do you invite God into your business world, knowing that that's the number one thing in your life, knowing that you're not just being, you know, you're a full-time businessman, but you're also full-time ministry. Yeah. How do you like combine the two and like allow the two to flow together so well? I don't separate, uh, that's a good question. I don't separate business and ministry. Everything is one. Stop right there. That That's a word. We can end it right there. <laughs> <laughs> That was good. That was good. <laughs> it is. Yeah. I mean, because, yeah, it's just, I think right now it's just, we need to be. Yeah. And you have, you are the whole package and yeah, you are pastor and also your business and your family and all that. So it's everything together. You have to be. Uh, so when I go to a business meeting, yeah, I just talk, open it up about what I'm doing. And red church planter. What do you do? Yeah. Church planter, you know, in, in this, and also you have this business or whatever. Well, this depends, but you just have to be real, yeah. and how you have to be confident. So you don't you don't separate it. You're when you go into a business meeting, you're a business 
leader and you're a you're a CEO, but you're also like Daniel Escobar, who everybody my business, knows. My business card says Daniel Escobar and my cell phone and my email. That's it. <laughs> yeah. That's it. You know, so this is this is me. I'm not a, like a, you know, doc, this is me. So I think, um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't separate it. But of course, when you do the time management, yes. I mean, I got my meetings, my day, my Mondays, this is what I do. Wednesdays, my, my, my meeting day, you know. So I separate in the schedule in my times. But yeah, but it's just everything collective. Everything is just, is just one. So I mean, because I pray for my businesses, I pray for Lorette, I pray for my team. It works for me. It's working for me. I'm not saying this mm-hmm. is the way to go, but it works yeah, for me. That's good. I think going back to going back to the ministry, I think probably a lot of the people that they're gonna be listening to this, probably friends, uh, you know, kids that are looking to, to go to the ministry world, probably, or they're in college. Yeah. I would just wanna encourage everybody to really kind of do business with God yeah. <laughs> and really kind of yeah. follow him and, and he's going to surprise you and he's going to, uh, I totally believe it. And I'm not naive. I'm really kind of, he's working for me. It's hard and, and uh, it's challenging seasons. You just mentioned something. I got the, the bad story about last, losing a lot of money when I was doing ministry, a lot of money mm-hmm. that I uh, was very hard. So one day I'm going to reveal the amount in a book or something, <laughs> but you know, but I can see God is just, this is coming through, you know? So yeah. I just encourage everybody just to really kind of be intentional with your time and, and, and just be you and be real. And I think that's going to very help you to identify what is, what is God that wants for your life, for your life. Yeah. Well, that was actually my last question is if you could leave anyone with one piece of advice, what would you tell well, them? Well, that was it. That yeah. was it. You know, just be you. Yes. Just be you. And, and don't waste your time. Right now, we have a lot of information available to us. A lot. Mm-hmm. We have a lot. And uh, and I think that can be overwhelming because it's just so many options right now. Mm-hmm. There are so many things. Talking about even about ministry, sometimes we are the first limits uh, in our mentality and what we think right now. Sometimes we're the first enemy. We just need to, we just, need to just be careful and be very intentional. And just right now, it's, more, it's very important to just surround yourself with the right people uh, that they're going to add value to your life and just, you know, seek what God wants to do for you in you and in your life. So good. Anyways, I, ho- I hope that helps. No, no. Yeah, it does for sure. Um, thank you for being You're on welcome. the podcast. You're welcome. So proud of you. This is awesome. Thanks. We got to do it again. No, yeah, for sure. There will definitely be a part two at some point, but there's Danny Esco. Yes. The one and only. Yes. <laughs> thank you all for listening and we'll catch you all in the next episode. Yeah. See you guys. Yeah. Bye, bye. guys.